Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Here I am. Oh, hello. How's it going out there? We're rounding out the week. Oh my God, I'm going to miss doing this over the weekend. I don't know what to do with myself uh, if I don't start my day with this. Noah, happy birthday. Right off the top. Thank you. <laughs> How does it feel <laughs> that it's your birthday? Are you a, You're a birthday person, right? Like you like no. them? Definitely, definitely not a birthday no, person. No, you are because anyone who likes birthdays usually celebrates other people's very well, and you are very good at celebrating mine, which is why I always feel an impending sense of guilt when yours approaches, and I never know it. No, um, because no, no. Generally, if people give you good gifts, it's like they want good gifts for their birthday. But maybe that's not the case for you. But you always knock it out of the park for mine, and I feel, um, you know what? You don't make me feel bad. I feel bad on my own accord. Um, but I don't, I'm going to release it and I'm going to be as good of a friend to you on your birthday as I can. 
and celebrate you. <laughs> and it might just not come in the form of a gift that arrives on time. <laughs> No, you already gave me a gift by waking up early to oh do my this podcast. God, please. That that is a gift enough. What is your what are you doing today for your birthday? And <laughs> and you are a birthday person. Get out of here. You must be. Uh, I I I don't like to be the um the center of attention and I feel like What's my like? birthday kind of imposes that on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah. I know where it comes from. Um and I like I I don't care about birthdays. It's always like a day where I just want a text, uh, or if I don't get a text, that's fine too. I don't hold it against anyone. Um, but for my birthday, I'm taking myself horseback riding tomorrow morning. Nice cowgirl style, which means no saddle, and it's your reverse on a man. <laughs> I could only picture cowgirl in the <laughs> sense of reverse. Uh, so what does that mean, cowgirl style? <laughs> I could. I just get to wear cowboy boots, and it's a style of riding a horse. There's like English and Western. Okay, so it's Western. I'm learning Western. Okay, yeah. Um. So why are we up early then doing this if you have nothing to do all day today, bitch? No, I do have stuff. I mean, what are you to doing do. today for your birthday? So, um, I have my my fiance's dad coming to town, and we're just gonna go. That's to, the go worst to dinner. birthday gift I've ever heard for yourself. <laughs> my fiance's dad and i are going to dinner i mean i assume your fiance is also going to be there but like honestly fiance's dad it's not even <laughs> worth having a fiance and boyfriend's dad sounds better fiance's dad sounds like some kind of punishment and uh porn search uh but i won't put that in your head as before you go to dinner okay so you have a you have a you have a dinner with your fiance's that is like the worst. I don't care if your dad, if your fiance's dad is like fucking Tom Hanks, which it is not. You don't want to go to, you don't want to go to dinner with a fiance's dad for your birthday or do you? Uh, it's okay. Of, it, I, I mean, he's coming to town for your birthday. Who set this up? Did you say that's what I want? No, it's, it's not what I said, but it just, the timing worked out that way. And, um, Usually for my birthday, we do an act like for birthdays, we do activities. We don't do presents. Yeah. And my present is coming in May. Like that day will be in May. Okay. So he's going to give you your present as a, of an activity in May. However, if he doesn't also get you something today. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of like a card, a, just a little thing. Yeah. It's, I, I'll be annoyed. He, Will you? Yeah, I'm sure. I, I think he got one because he's like, oh, do you want your presents, your 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 present tonight, which was last night? And I was like, I'm too tired to accept oh, anything nice. right now. And he goes, or do you want it in May? So I And it is going to be a gift card to the Bass Pro Shop that my, my dad, Rick, and you will spend together when he comes back in May for all birthday associated activities. Yes. <laughs> Um, okay. So he's getting you a gift that is before May. Wait, did you guys agree on this like activity as a gift policy? Um, yeah, we kind of had a discussion about it cause I'm not very much a present person. I don't hmm. expect a present. If I get one out of the blue cause someone saw something and they thought of me, then that means a lot to me. Love, love. Yeah. Um, but we just kind of decided that for birthdays, we'll do activities. And I've been killing okay. it on his birthday, just to let you know. Okay, what did you do? What have you done? 
I took him uh, mountain climbing. Uh, and I also took him. I remember ice climbing. And oh my God, uh, do you have anything else to climb at this point? <laughs> Probably not. But you know, just like trying new things. Uh, it's the climb. I'm singing that uh, Miley Cyrus song. Um, I think you okay, would like so mountain those climbing. Those are good activities. What? I th- really? I think you would love it. I have strong legs, so I think I'd be good because it is all about legs, right? Uh, People are under the illusion that it's like a lot of like arms, but it's like your legs, your arms grasp and your legs are doing the most of the like pushing you up. According to the instructor, it's all about the rubber, man. What's the rubber? The rubber on the bottoms of your shoes. Uh-oh. Oh, that grip. But you would like it because I think you would like how the harness feels. Because I know you're into like oh. ropes and stuff. There's a lot of knots I'm involved. I'm not into ropes. I'm not. See, I, I'm not. I like ropes just because they are part of like a sex practice that makes you stay in place and like can't move. But I don't like them like as ropes themselves. I was frozen in but fear like, and that kept me in place. Oh, my God. Were you so scared? <laughs> of course I was. But, but you were. But uh did you feel very safe though? I mean, was it had to have been very safe. This isn't like free climbing. No, no, it's not free climbing. And I think that's a part of why uh, I sign up to do these things. He enjoys the thrill stuff. I don't, but it definitely is a good bonding. It's like we talked about in the podcast a few days ago, trauma bonding. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a good idea. Um, yeah, just keep your relationship in uh, going through stages where you both think you're going to die and have to hold on to each other for dear life. And like you might have that cliffhanger moment, but the, I've only seen the beginning of that movie. I think he's like holding on to a woman and then she falls. Did you ever see that? Oh. Uh, it's like, I think it's, what's his name? Rambo. Uh, Sylvester Sylvester. Sil- yeah, is like in the beginning of the movie, he's like rock climbing with a chick and he's like holding her and then he loses grip and she, he just watched her fall down this like Canyon. And then I never saw the rest of it, but um, yeah, that's a good idea to create uh traumatic um, events to like, okay, but I got to ask you, we talked about the book yesterday in the intro, the book that I recommend everyone, the book that I'm reading again, that I'm learning so much about women and myself from, um, so much resentment can come from birthday presents and like not thinking of like the, the like uh, if my boyfriend were to say, oh, I'm going to take you to dinner. That's your birthday gift. And I I would probably agree to that. And then there would be like a small resentment. Like you got to get me something else. That was in the past. I think now I would be like, hey, my birthday is coming up. I I really value uh, thoughtful gifts from my partner and that doesn't have to be like a a money thing it can literally be like my favorite gift to give is a a heartfelt card that is like takes up both sides of the card in terms of like just writing your feelings about someone because it's something they can keep it's something they can put in a shoebox and someday their kids will find it and know how important their you know, great uncle or their dad or their mom was to this random person who wrote a card. Like it's a little, it's, it's more important. It's better than like a gift card to anthropology, which I did get you in, in years past. You did, but you've also given me that two sided card and I keep it. Um, oh, I have. Yeah. And I just kind of keep it out like in the kitchen and here and there, 
like I'll pass by it and I'll pick it up and I'll read it. Or like if I'll have it in the drawer and I'll find it, it it's always like a hit of dopamine and it's very thoughtful Thank and you. sweet. Well, you, you're really good about that too, of like just sending me texts that are like these like towers of texts that are just like how you feel about me and they just are so uplifting and make me just be gentler to myself. So yeah, that's what I mean. Like if you're looking to get your mom a gift and you can't afford anything, just write your feelings in a fucking card. It costs no money. Literally get a piece of paper from the printer, cut, you know, fold it into fours, draw a little rabbit on the front and say happy bun i was trying to make some like rabbit pun uh like i put carrots on a cake i don't know like make a wrap just draw anything you're good at drawing even if it's one of those s's where the three lines and then the three lines underneath and you connect it and then just have it open up and say mom and then write all the good things about your mom even if she is a total witch and you resent her deeply and you've spent hundreds of dollars in therapy like recovering from what she did to you because that's all you need to do. And it will make people feel so freaking good. You can't even believe it. It's the cheapest way. So um, now that I've already done that for you, I don't think I'm going to do it again. Just kidding. Aww. I will be letting you know how I feel about you. I think I did that yesterday, which is the ironic thing is I sent you a text saying how great you are to me. And then I found out it was your birthday later. And I'm like, <laughs> you had a, a sense. I had a sense that I needed to dump my feelings about you onto you. Well, happy birthday, Noah. Thank you. Let's bring Andrew in here and get the celebration started. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. 
Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Andrew. How's it going, bud, bud? Hey, you recognize this place? Ah, yeah. I see you're in my my apartment, our apartment. (laughs) Welcome to the show. It's Noah's birthday. Do you know that? Of course I do. Happy birthday, Noah, a.k.a. Lady Gaga, a.k.a. Gaga Lady. Thank you. <laughs> let me. Let, did you get a phone yet, Andrew? You're back in St. Louis. You traveled all day yesterday. You arrived last night at Lambert Air International Airport at 9.50 p.m. I'm guessing you landed on time? I did land on time. I have not How'd got you a get? Oh. Did your lady pick you up? She did pick me up. Nice. Which That's I, fun. I did not, which was funny because two days ago I was like, hey, you know, I'm getting in at 10 p.m. Be great if you came over. I'd love to see you. She's like, oh, that's a little, it's a little late. And I was like, Jesus. I was like, all right. And then she was like, half Did asleep. you write back Jesus or did you just go Jesus to yourself? I went Jesus to myself. I, Got to, it. to and her. You just let it, and you kind of threw your phone across the bed and like put your face down on the pillow. And then two seconds later, you picked it back up. <laughs> well, it was broken, but yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this was all on Instagram uh, on my computer. But yeah, right. so then yesterday I was just like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm coming in. And she's, she's, I was like, you could pick me up if you want, like as a joke, kind of. And she's like, I'd love to. And it was like, Cute. A, I think she had a couple days to think about it. Anyway, she picked me up and it was awesome to get picked up by the airport. Like that hug that you come back to. I don't know. It's like, oh my cheesy, God, so nice. But it, it does feel better than hugging your cab driver. Um. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I don't know. Sometimes, a, yeah, a, a hug from a man who hasn't hugged someone in a while, and he's got those like wooden beaded things, like kind of uh, carved into his back from the, the seat cover, and you can rub them on your hands, and it feels like you're playing a. It's like braille, and it says "I love you" on his back. 
<laughs> that is nice. For the blind people. That, that is, is nice. nice. Yeah. Um, but it was awesome. I mean, we, we like, you know, we were gone two months. We don't feel like we were gone two months. At least I didn't. Uh, yeah, we were gone more than two months, buddy. Two months and four days. Oh, my bad. I was way off. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just like sometimes people say two months and they're rounding up, but it's like we're rounding down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was one sixth of our year. I mean, that's it's a it's longer than I think we, I initially thought it was gonna be when I left. Like seven weeks, ah, whatever. I'm just leaving, and then I came back, and it honestly, it felt very, uh, very easy, and we like stepped right back into having a good time. There was no awkwardness, and I really enjoyed her company. It was great. Yes, that's so nice. How's the apartment? The apartment, dude. I mean, I don't know so wh- what you got from Burrow, but a couch. Th- there's 16 big boxes in this house right now. Yeah, we got to put it all together. <laughs> you gotta have my Task Rabbit guy. I think his name is Dave or Michael or something like or that. Or Rabbit. He's got or uh, Tasky. Taskaroo. <laughs> uh, He's got to come over. His card is in the drawer. I'll, I'll give you his number, but he's going to come over and he'll be banging away all day and he'll put it all together. And then I'm just I, trying I mean, to, we have, yeah, I don't know where we're going to put it all, but we, <laughs> we got to do it. We got to fit it. <laughs> you know, I mean, we'll talk about uh, the uh, podcast studio eventually, but you got some really cool chairs. It looks like here that could actually go well in there, but we'll see what happens. That's what uh, I'm talking about. I think that some of it can be used. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. So yeah, all the boxes. You're going to get to work pretty soon here then, right? Oh, I'm hitting the ground running. You got to get the uh, phone though. You got a phone yet? How'd you sleep last night? You didn't sleep much. I didn't sleep much at all. Um, How much stock did you save up? How much did you not jerk off before seeing your lady? I want to know. I think because it's weird. I, I want to know how long because you were staying with um, in a condo here in the Caymans for the past since I guess Saturday. Mm hmm. I wonder if you jerked off at all from Saturday until Wednesday. It's a good question. Isn't uh, it? I yeah, no, I'm being Cuz you uh, usually save your stock especially for a lady your your lady that you haven't seen for um, 2 months and 4 yeah, days. Yeah, I saved the stock. I definitely saved I think 5 days of stock. Oh boy, Andrew, you must have been <laughs> going nuts. No phone, no jerking off. What were you like yesterday? I mean, I don't think I've ever been more calm. Once I found out she was picking me up from the airport, your boy was... That flight, it was fun to look forward to it. Uh, and I know, stock, isn't it great? The stock was ready. It, it's been brewing. It's like a you know when you put something in like a... Uh, a pot for years, you know, and it really brews up and gets all the for juices. Years, I think that mold starts to grow, and well, there was there some mold in there. There was a situation some... where you need to bring in a, you know, a team, well, a hoarding team. There's a team of one, and I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a lot. There was a lot of stock that came out last night. Okay, yeah. we don't. I didn't want that. I just want to oh. know, like, how quickly the stock was shed. The stock was not shed quickly. I, I oh that's good yeah I oh I came home to some uh, to some uh, Viagras I didn't even know I had them your mom grabbed them I guess from the downstairs uh, package area but I had like thirty Viagras so I popped one of those right when I got home my mom didn't just grab random Viagras I mean they were yours it just sounds like my mom just like was like oh some Viagra down in there and what kind of lobby we we just have Viagra it's from like the the, the coolest that, lobby ever so my mom was picking up our packages yes yeah yeah there's bowls <laughs> there's 
uh, Viagra's <laughs> and like uh, a cookie tray once a week. New coffee um, machine downstairs, by the way. Oh, a carrying took place of a Starbucks. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like a downgrade. Um. Well. Who knows how long we'll be there? How are um, you sleeping over there? I mean, I'm sure it was just probably talked about. No, it wasn't. It, it was amazing. I mean, I'm I'm living the best life ever. Last night, just really quickly, because we got to get to the news. But last night, I um, I had a, I worked a lot yesterday, all day, and then um, went down for a walk after after sunset. Like I was I was playing a lot of music. I'm deciding I'm going to write a song. I've hired Anya and her uh, p- lover partner matt pond um to produce but anya's gonna write it with me and uh matt's gonna produce but i'm gonna write it i just need a little bit of guidance i don't want any lyrics written by someone who isn't me because i want it to like i don't know i don't know how how to do songwriting so i wrote anya yesterday because i was like i have a song in my heart i don't know how to do this and she was like okay well normally i was like what can i pay you out of the gate just to get this done she's like I'll just split publishing and uh, and any like creative rights. And I was like, yeah, 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 of course. But like, I want to pay you up front. And she's like, babe, that's not how songwriting works. And I was like, well, I'm not going to write a fucking song unless I invest in it. Hmm. Like if I just go, this is, I'm a, and, and I don't want to make, I, I have no idea of making money from this song, but I just, so I just, I'm like, I need to pay you so that I, you know, I want to put my money where my fucking heart is. So anyway, I'm writing a song, and so I worked on that a little bit yesterday by playing other songs and putting new lyrics into them about the things that I want to sing about. And then I went down at sunset to go walk and um, just along the beach or whatever, smoke some weed out of an apple on the beach. And um, and then there was like a movie night here on the lawn at this hotel I'm staying at. And so I, it's Earth Day, though, and it, was a, it wasn't a movie. It was a hour... Uh, episode of a documentary on Netflix, a documentary series on Netflix about the ocean. Oh no, it's about uh, it's called like Animals at Night or like something at night. Noah, will you look it up? Something animal, animal, something at night on Netflix animal documentary. And this one was about like ocean predators at night. I learned a lot. I also learned that I cannot handle animals being hurt or threatened even if they, this wasn't about climate change, which I can't usually watch nature docs because climate change is just so imminent. And like, we're so in denial of it that it just is telling me what's going to happen eventually. It just makes me so depressed. This was just like, Oh, animal, this is how animals are. If the world wasn't ending and how they like feed and pray, it was so good. Oh yeah. Night on earth. It's called. And it's, uh, it was the, the, the voiceover is like this the entire time and that can be annoying the yeah that's uh, worse than climate change oh my god i was like can someone climate change your tone lady (laughs) (laughs) she was just but then you got used to it and you're like sunken into it and then you're like oh my god my there was it's just so cool how much work goes into filming these little tiny shrimp and how the shrimp survives the night in one of these tide pools. It honestly gripped me. And I had such a good time watching it. I did sit next to two. So I went to go. There's like all these, uh, you know, beach chairs set up on this lawn at night with this big screen. And they're like, it's movie night. And I walked in and there were like two single guys 
one on each side of the aisle or whatever. And I sat next to the one that I thought was less attractive. So as to make the more attractive one think like she's maybe like she's blind. (laughs) Yeah. Just like many of the animals at night in the tide pool, even though billions of years of evolution have made their eyes have 1300 lenses. Okay. So yeah. 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 And by the way, this is all about animals eating and mating at night. And it was literally dark out. And I was trying to decide which of these guys I would want to potentially mate with. And it was at night and I couldn't see anything. And I was like, this, it was so ironic. It was like blowing my mind. <laughs> anyway, I didn't talk to either of them. The movie ended and I got up and left and went inside. And, uh, and I just, wait, why did you talk this. to them? Did they give you a look at all? Nothing, there was no, there was no, I kind of looked to the side and I was also doing bunion stretches during it. So I'm sure that they weren't into that, but I was like, hmm. my bunions hurt. This feels really good. And anyone who likes me is going to like that this, cute girl is doing some weird bungee stretches well, like if they're watching a movie like that they're probably uh pretty sensitive guys that probably like care about nature and bunions and shrimp so yeah they could be it all good goes hand yeah. in hand or hand and foot okay let's get to the news <laughs> oh boy you heard it here first you heard it here first yeah you heard it here first mm-hmm. here's a place where you'd never hear it second you hear it here first, guys. Thank you so much <laughs> oh, no. for listening. Don't, we're not adding anything to this intro. All right. Well, I hope you're having fun <laughs> out there and you're having all the swells. Uh, and by all of them, I mean all of them. Uh, you know, so, okay. First story. This is a great one, Nick. You're going to love this one. Okay. A oh. woman mistakenly used a nail glue instead of eye drops in the middle of the night. I believe you did something along these lines one time. Um, I did not do it in accidentally. I literally spilled nail polish remover into my contact lens case, did not care, and then put the contacts in later because I was such a wasted piece of shit. And I wasn't even drunk. I was just like depressed and like not living my best life. So this is this sounds like it was by mistake, though, in which, of course, this has happened. Wait, you uh, saw... I. I- the first time you've told me this story, I assumed it was a a, a fatal like error. No, no, I mean, like, I didn't see it go in, but I spilled it, and it was very possibly <laughs> in an open contact lens case that was within spilled this. Like, it, it, anyone else would have caught it. I mean, this is insane that I did it. So th- yeah. that this sounds like a very easy error to make. Yes, so it was a complete glue, accident. She glues her eyes. Oh, my God. She glued her eyes shut at 1 a.m. She went to reach for her contact lens. First of all, why do you have glue anywhere near your eye drops? Why is that in the same drawer? But I get it. Because she it was happens. repairing broken fingernails. It was in her purse. Yeah. Okay. I hear you. I read the rest of the sentence now. Um, I tried <laughs> to wipe it away, and it sealed my eyes shut. But her contact I mean, lens saved her <laughs> eyes. Yeah. That'll. That'll. That's probably... Uh, smart that I have those in there too. So if you ever get in a glue fight, put contacts in first. Oh, yeah. But she tried right. to wipe it away, and her eyes sealed shut. I mean, like I would just be freaked out because all of I just would know that all of my um, eyelashes would rip out trying to pry my eye open. Well, with but, all the I mean, I facials you've had, you'd be fine. No, I I've only had come in my eye one. I mean, maybe a little <laughs> bit before, but like. One time, definitely direct deposit. And I've told this, I tell this on stage, but um, one of the most painful things that you can get in your eye. And I just did not think it would be as bad. I thought it would be a little stingy, like soap or shampoo, but 
it uh, immediately started infecting my eye and um, I, I felt pink eye coming on because I've had pink eye before and I was like, this isn't good. And um, and I was right and I went and got drops. But let me just tell you, Visine, which I always carry with me because I tend to smoke pot, um, it looks a lot like some super glue. Yes. Why don't we get super glue having like very neon packaging or something? You know what I mean? They should have... Super glue is not to be fucked with. Like, my dad is obsessed with gluing cuts together. Like, if you slice your finger open, like, I have a slice right there. Like, if that was open right there, it's closed up. But, you know, you say you get a paper cut that's deep enough that you can, like, see the crevice. It looks like, makes your, looks like a little perfect vagina on your um, hand. Put some, clean it out, hydrogen peroxide, alcohol, whatever. Squeeze some super glue in it and then squeeze the wound shut and it will just heal. And it's like brilliant. And uh, sometimes you don't even need to get stitches. But also my dad and mom avoid going to the doctor for everything. And that's why why I nearly died from MRSA at one point and uh, anorexia because they were like, just fix it with super glue. Um, Yeah, just put electrical tape on your... On your t- on your stomach, and it'll solve anorexia. I heard. Just put some tape on there. I hope or, my parents uh, didn't hear this episode, but that's true. <laughs> it's like uh, <laughs> what's that movie with the Greek movie where they yes, their father used Windex on everything. I mean, everyone has. I, there are so many people with parents like this. You might be nodding along, like yes, but like my parents just don't. Their first instinct is never to go to the hospital. It is to wait it out. Um, he's probably just, the dog's probably just ate a bad bone. <laughs> oh no, he's dying. Okay. Well, let's just still wait and see <laughs> if the dying stops on its own before we go where you bring something where the dog is dying. Oh, I grew but, up because uh, it might cost $900. I grew up a horrible hypochondriac and my dad's a cancer doctor. So, so you're the opposite. You go right to the hospital for uh, no, anything. No, I go right to my dad upstairs oh. and I go, dad, I think I have cancer on my nuts because my nuts feel a little bigger. And he's like, am I about to have to grab your nuts? And he'll grab my nuts and I'll be like, this isn't cancer. Like, what are you doing? And if it's not cancer, he doesn't want to hear about it. You know, I'm like, oh, my hands are numb when I sleep. Right. He's like, is it cancer? It's not. So don't talk to me, you know? Yeah, and apparently so, there's other things that things could be besides cancer, even though cancer is a, a pretty big <laughs> umbrella, but one it time could he, be other things. One time he grabbed my shoulder, and I have a weird uh, shoulder bone. It, like, sticks out. It protrudes. I don't know if I ever had you feel it before. No, and no I'm, I'm, I'll pass. We were, we were at a hockey game. Well, I rubbed your bunions <laughs> for a little while, but... No, I'll uh, totally rub your real, real I have shoulder. a shoulder bunion, and... Uh, <laughs> I have a shunyan, and and my da- and my da- my dad felt it and gave this look like he like diagnosed me with like a tumor on my shoulder at a hockey game, and the whole hockey game was ruined because I thought I had shoulder tumors. Oh my god, you really yeah, it all I'm makes good sense. Now. I'm I'm great. Our now. parents do the best they can. This is by no means an attack on any parents. They loved us the mu- as much as they could. They do our their best, and it's not sometimes it isn't that great, and that's why. I'm terrified to become a parent. Um, All right, not next terrified story. actually. I'd oh. be pretty good, but I always go back to Amy Schumer's joke of when people are like, "Nikki, you'd be such a good mom." Um, yeah, I know. Uh, Amy Schumer's joke was people always tell me I'd be a great mom, but I always tell them, "Yeah, I'd also be a great prostitute," but that doesn't mean I should do it because 
And, and that's true. There's so many things you'd be great at that everyone isn't like, you have to do it. It's like, yeah, I would be a, I would be an amazing porn star. I do know that. And someday as uh, as I get more milfy and, you know, Hollywood rolls dry up, uh, perhaps I'll ex- I'll I, maybe I'll do some sort of drug that removes the part of my brain that is keeping me from doing porn, which I believe I'd be great at. And then I just start doing it because all it takes is worrying about what people think of you and think, taking uh, quite a financial hit because no one wants to work with you anymore because, you know, Hollywood sees themselves as better than porn and we don't really like mix the two, which I want to start mixing. Well, I think you could start slowly by doing like kind of like an artsy porn where it's like in black and white, like a French feel to mm-hmm. it. So it's full penetration and you see everything. But I it's, found it's a more- way to do porn actually lot two nights ago. There's a lot of latex uh, things where they vacuum seal you in latex, which I kind of like because it's like being bonded. It's like bondage, Noah, but without ropes because you know I'm not into ropes now. So they like latex you and so you're completely under this like latex sheet and then they vacuum it out and then so you're just like and you breathe through a thing. So it has like holes near the mouth, but you can't see the person. All you can see is a black latex silhouette and then they like put a um, wand on your vagina and so it like holds it down so you like are like forced to come a lot and then you can't get out and then there's like holes elsewhere where they can like do stuff to you but there's no like there and then you can't see the person you can't even hear them scream so I could do that yeah I mean it's like when you put like food in a microwave you know that's like yes covered in plastic and it gets turned into something really hot and moist you know yes that's, Although I be always that. take my veggie burgers out of the plastic, even though it says keep them in. All right, next next story. <laughs> your veggie burgers is nothing like your porn. Nothing. Uh, let's see. <laughs> A study finds that people who regularly sleep for six hours or less each night in the in middle age are more likely to develop dementia than those Oof. who routinely manage seven hours. Uh, sleep is known to clear toxic waste from the brain, and they hypothesize that people, when they sleep less, this process becomes impaired. It also found that severely disrupted sleep could nearly double women's risk of dying from heart disease. Doesn't surprise me. Uh, that's why I start with how'd you sleep, because I want to remind everyone, you and your I don't sleep kind of lifestyle you lead, where I, like, I, I'm going on five hours you're no one's impressed no one thinks it's cool uh get more try to get more do everything you can to get more i can't yes you can everyone can do more to get sleep everyone can do more don't take your phone to bed get a sleep mask white noise machine um get the dogs out of the bed robin uh my friend robin and her husband have a queen size bed and they sleep with three gigantic dogs in the bed they're both short people and the dogs sleep at the end but her husband's not getting good sleep because of the dog, she sleeps fine. And I go, you got, you got to get the dogs out of the bed. I don't think it's okay. I don't want to tell people how to run their lives, but yes, I do get the dogs out of the bed. So everyone can get better sleep. Myself included. Like dementia is the scariest thing I can imagine is like when your mind betrays you, because that to me is what I'm banking on growing old with. Like I'll lose my looks. I'll lose my ability to move as like with the same agility, um, but I won't lose my mind. I mean, it will start to go because like even in the Gary Shandling documentary, do you remember that? He's like one of the most brilliant comedic minds ever, but he started to have like dementia type symptoms and you saw it live on air when he was on Conan 
um, Conan's Tonight Show. It's in that documentary. And that was like so terrifying to me. Like Joan Rivers was as sharp as ever. Don Rickles, you start to see go a little bit, but he was already so sharp that even him at less sharp. But Gary Shandling, you saw like a real hit. And was it sleepless? I forget what, what was befalling him, but man, I'm scared of dementia. So I wanted this news story just as a wake up call to myself and not a wake up call, a sleep, sleep more call to you've got to prioritize sleep or you're not going to be around for the kids that you're staying up for. You're not going to be around for the people like the greatest gift you can give the people in your life. Listen up. I'm saying something important if you tone me out. The greatest gift you can give the people you love in their your life is a gift card to Starbucks. After that, because Starbucks <laughs> is in every is global and everyone loves a little treat, even if you're not addicted to it like I am. But the greatest gift you can give other people, and my ex-boyfriend was the first person to say this, and I always remembered it, and I've heard it before or since. Shave your pussy. Shave your pussy, but don't get... <laughs> ingrown hairs because you might get infected and you might get MRSA and then your dad will tell you it's just a bug bite and you need to take Epsom salt baths. Then you'll do that for a couple of weeks. Then the stinging will uh, start running down your leg to your foot and up to your heart and you are getting body tremors and then you eventually go to a dermatologist against your parents' better judgment and you find out you have MRSA. But then after that... Yeah, okay, after that, yeah. ...is taking care of yourself. Oh. Because if you love someone and you want to give them a good, they probably love you, right? Unless you're a, un, unhinged and deranged and demented because you haven't gotten enough sleep. But if you love someone, they love you. And the best gift you can give someone that loves you is to take care of the people that they love. And that is you. Get sleep for the people you love. And I know in the short term, it's, it's like, but my son needs more time with me and I didn't get... He will get more time with you on the back end if you prioritize sleep instead of watching a movie with him or whatever it is. So I know this is easier said than done, but I needed to hear it as well. You know what's kind of cool, though, for my brain and how I say words is even if I get dementia, I'm not falling off that much farther than I'm already at. Yeah, we're still around the same <laughs> level of comprehension yeah. for those that speak to you. Yeah, you might actually start saying things right accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hope I get dementia so I can say regular. No, I'll be so sad if you get dementia. Like, I plan on being friends with you until we're, like, dead. Oh, you know, be hilarious. So, like, for three more years. Yeah. Uh, and by we, I mean you. Um, are you those shoulder tumors, they're looking pretty nice. Don't today. fucking say it, dude. Oh, seriously. I, I'm kidding, Andrew. You're going to be alive I'm, for I'm many, too. many uh, seven more years. months. Okay. So. <laughs> dude, you've got, like, seriously, you've got, like, 40 more months. I really, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't even care. I'm having a hell of a time. It's great out here. It's well. The great thing about death is that it will happen and you won't know it. It'll just, you know, like it'll just happen. And if you get diagnosed with something, you'll probably be in a level of acceptance that almost everyone who gets a death sentence faces is uh, acceptance, which is a beautiful part of life that this thing that you can't even imagine being able to accept you never see someone dying just going, no, no, except Sam Kinison. Do you ever hear this story? No. This oh, is, yeah. The, his last words were like. Yeah. Do, 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 do. So let me just really quick before we get to sports moment. Sam Kinison uh, died in a terrible car crash and his friends were driving behind him when it happened. So they pull up on the car crash and uh, his best friend is holding Sam Kinison as he is 
dying in his arms and sam kinnison is like it's i'm paraphrasing but he's like i don't want to die i don't want to die i don't want to go and he goes why is it my time or something like that and then he's looking through his friend he's not even looking at his friend and he goes i don't want to go i don't want to go and i'm again i'm paraphrasing and then he goes why why do i have to go and then he like listens his friend said he hears like sam like talk like hearing someone you know like when someone's eyes are kind of listening like and he goes oh okay and then he dies like he heard some something made him accept it even in that moment that he was fighting it like he knew he needed to go um it was the last time he ran the light honestly that's one of the greatest jokes i've ever heard it's a pretty good joke i'm like i'm not gonna lie he, at somewhere sam kennison is I don't know how he laughed, but he maybe screaming somewhere. <laughs> that is fucking funny. And by the way, I don't think it was a traffic like light thing, but no, it, it, it wasn't. But regardless, it was a great light. Joke. It was a heaven light. Oh, I was thinking like he died in a traffic collision, which is probably running a, a red That's light. That's a great joke too. Yeah, man. I, on many every, layers, a lot of layers. It, it was the, he got the light and he followed it. Let's say that. And by the way, if you're you're, you're not uh, hip to the jargon of stand-up comedians when you get the light it means you have five more minutes left on stage or two more minutes or whatever you ask for before well, you go on stage to go when do you want the light and you go two minutes and that means when i have two minutes left uh just wanted you guys to be hip to the the ling well think about it think about it. he ran the light yeah. he saw the light then he goes i don't want to get off i don't want to die and then oh, yeah he's like then oh, the he booker ran the finally light. was like no you got to get off he's like all right i'll, I'll get off chappelle's here <laughs> gotta get off stage. Chappelle's got COVID. Chappelle wants to go. Robin Williams is waiting in the wings. <laughs> dementia. Um, um, all okay. right. Dementia. Louis Body Dementia. Robin Williams. Everyone who thinks Shout that Robin out. Williams killed himself. He did, but he had Louis Body Dementia, which is a disease that will make you kill yourself. It. And by the way, anyone who does kill themselves, it's not their fault. No one chooses to. Their brain does it to them. So... We always excuse people like, oh, he had Louis body dementia. He wasn't suicidal. It's like, well, anyone who's suicidal has something in their brain that might not have a name for it, but it's never really anyone's fault or choice. There's no free will. Sam Harris, look into it. Let's get to the sports moment. Here's Andrew's weekly sports moment. <laughs> Every time I hear it, I I, I understand that uh, the more you hate when I watch Sports Center. Okay, so no, I NFL don't. players can smoke marijuana for the first time during the off season. Daring. Yes, that too, as well. It's very daring. Uh, and the window opened on 420, nonetheless. So the NFL has a sense of humor, apparently. Uh, oh, my God. Wait, this is huge news, no? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're going to... So they're not going to test from April 20th to August 9th um, for THC. Uh, oh, man. Now's the time for me to make some friends with some football players. Yeah, I'm sure that they could afford apples for you. Uh, they smoke them out of Apple laptops. <laughs> they <laughs> <laughs> they tell, take out the core processor. Yeah, they don't give a fuck about money. They'll smoke Dude, at a my uh, like Apple an old Mac. Pipe habit is great. Okay, let's talk about pot and and the NFL. Uh, well, you had a post makes, yesterday about oh pot God, and saying that it wasn't so, addictive. And boy, do people! No, I, I said never it was addictive. I didn't even read the comments after two minutes. I just go. I'm going to edit my post to make it completely clear what I mean by this. 
I said happy. I said there's a picture that someone took of me, or I took a picture in college of me hitting a bong, which was maybe the last time I hit a bong. That's not true, but it's like you know I don't smoke out of bongs, but it's like a kind of where I look. And I posted it on our uh, story yesterday, but then I posted it as a main post. Or whatever. It doesn't matter when I post it. Someone sent me a picture of Eminem. It looked the same. We both are hitting the bong the same way. I love Eminem. I put a side by side. Boom. And then I wrote, I'm not glorifying pot. I do not advocate for pot use. I don't use bongs anymore. I use apples. I want everyone to be aware that although yesterday, the kissed holiday of the year, uh, really glorified pot and made it seem like every smoking pot's fine. There's no risk that... It is a risky drug. It is a addictive substance for some people. People think you say the word addictive and people go, that means everyone. That's not what I mean. Not everyone's addicted to food. Not everyone's addicted to cigarettes. Not everyone's addicted to alcohol. It can be an addictive substance. I have dealt with uh, marijuana addiction to uh, medicinally support me with my ADD, but it's still something I was dependent on at times in my life. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. And if you are able to consume pot and not be addicted to it, of course you can. I believe that's true. People got so mad. Yeah, for a bunch of potheads, they sure were angry. You know, I, I just love picturing <laughs> a guy being like, irritable. he's like hitting like, what, what, dude, what, I'm addicted? Like, oh what? My God. Like, they were I so. I couldn't read the, I couldn't yeah. read it. Yeah, I just I, read a couple. But, uh, but yeah, it was interesting to see like. Like, it's so funny how things need to be black or white. Like, it's not addictive. There's no way. And then I did see that a, a lot of people wrote that the study says that one in 10 people become addicted to pot. Okay, that smoke that's pot, interesting. Which that is a high number. Me. That is a very high number. And the thing is, anything, I think some comments said anything that takes you out of your emotional state and is an escape can be addictive. I can be addicted to literally anything. And I, I, and that's not to say that like some people maybe could never get addicted to pot. I believe anyone could get addicted to anything if you try hard enough. But I, I have been addicted to playing guitar. I use it as an escape from my feelings, which uh, healthy addiction. But guess what? Even that my fingers have bled and I could hurt myself with it. Or, um, and, and I know it's like, my fingers are bleeding. Like the George Harris said, it's like, that's good. No, it's not. Don't, you're not supposed to make yourself bleed. I mean, that's self harm. So, um, I've, I've been addicted to gum. I don't talk about this a lot, but I might as well just put it out there. I was, I've been off gum since August 6, 2020. I will not accept another piece of gum for the rest of my life. That is the plan. But every day is a new day. I don't think about gum anymore. But I, as someone with an eating disorder and someone who is addicted to like consuming, I always had a piece of gum in my mouth. And I was going through, much like cigarettes, I was going through like, I was up to like two or three packs a day. And that, I know that sounds crazy, but this is 18 pieces of Trident gum per day, up to three packs. And it would just make you sick. I mean, like the amount of sugar-free aspartame in it it's disgusting it's e it's eating trash by the way it's chewing on trash gum isn't like digest it is digestible seven years whatever old Bad wife's tale oh. um, but i was addicted to gum and that didn't start out that wasn't the way it was for me i was a kid i ate gum when i someone offered it and then i it slowly turned into addiction and people go what's wrong with that okay not only does it make me bloated i had a ranula Google ranula really quick, everyone, if you want. I developed a sore in my mouth from gum 
that clogged one of my uh, saliva glands and it got clogged and it's called a ranula because in in Latin, ranula stands for bullfrog. And a giant bubble like a bullfrog <laughs> erupted underneath my tongue and I would have to pop it every day but then uh, to drain it. And all this like saliva would come out. But I was doing it every day and keeping up my gum habit that the place where I would pinprick it to pop it, this is in college, by the way, developed a callus and got, uh, and I couldn't pop it anymore because it wouldn't break through. So I had to go have surgery on my mouth and I had to lie to the orthodontist and say that I don't know where it came from. I don't know how it got there. And it was because I was addicted to gum and I kept chewing it for years after that. And it led to, and I was addicted to uh, red uh, monster energy drink that made my tongue also have sores. And it's like these things, you can get addicted to anything and it, is, it can start hurting you no matter what. Sex, everything. So p- weed's addictive. However, I want to understand the football thing. Um, that's crazy to me that athletes cannot smoke any pot ever and haven't been able to in the past. Well, I mean, pot for athletes, a lot of them use it as pain management. Um but yeah, in the past, people players oh, yeah. would get suspended. Now they're getting fined instead of suspended, which is better, I guess. I mean, the NFL makes more money, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess it's just like you know, for you know, just a few years ago, there's this player named Josh Gordon who played for Cleveland Browns, and he just couldn't get his pot addiction in line. And everyone's like, "What if doesn't give a fuck about the team, doesn't care about the organization. He's so selfish. And it's like, no, he's addicted. He's probably had his pain management. He's probably using it instead of painkillers that make him sluggish because he can't take Oxycontin anymore or whatever. And it's like, uh, I don't know. It's just how you view pot use like, yeah. as like this like selfish thing. It's like, no, I mean, I'm sure it was needed for his mental state or whatever it was. And it wasn't whatever. So I think just how right. it's viewed by people, because it can help a lot of people like, yeah. So, oh my God. It's helps me yeah. immensely. Like it helps me really get out of a bad mood and like, uh, makes me more alert. It makes me more curious and interested in people, but it has downsides. If I do too much of, um, malaise and, possibly yeah. depression anxiety uh smelling bad people thinking you're lazy because of the connotation of it people thinking you're unprofessional because you're doing it before something work related even though you kind of need it because pot makes me want to like clean and work and focus whereas a lot of people it makes them lazy or of course it's good for pain management i hope it it is legalized i, I hope yeah i hope but drinking i think is much more detrimental than pot um, and also pot, I want to say, has is packed with carcinogens. If you're inhaling smoke, that's also cancer causing. Don't pretend like you're not. I certainly don't. Also, the worst side effect is a uh, hemp necklace and talking about Grateful Dead and uh, hidden tapes. OK, so <laughs> <laughs> the next segment, Nick, I'm excited for this one, but I can't say it swells. I can't. Oh, uh, well, thank you for that sports moment. That was very related to so things you I'm care? interested in. Oh, I fucking care about that so much. I knew it. I knew you'd care. care. Good job, Noah. That's a great one. She cares. Good job, Noah. Happy birthday, Noah. Happy birthday, Noah. We love you. Let's get to quotes. I looked up best quotes. And the first one that came up in like the pictures is from Albert Einstein. And I really like, uh, like in uh, Google images, you know, I just picked quotes and it's all these like pretty little things. So it says, this is from Albert Einstein. Who knows if it's true? It's like a Morgan Wallen apology. (laughs) 
What a loser. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, Morgan Wallen. It's it, yeah, I love it's, this it's song. By Just Wallen, this it apology says, was terrible. Poor me. Me. Pour, Pour me, me another, another drink. Because my music got taken it off. It looked like a ransom letter. I could, it was just too much. <laughs> so this is by Albert Einstein, apparently, but who knows with quotes, really, you know? But it's a good quote. He said, I have no special talent. I am only passionately curious. For a genius, for Sounds one of the like most well known geniuses. addicted to weed. I know, right? Um, I, I, and that's why I said the word curious before because I had just pulled that quote up, by the way. It was like in my head. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do get curious when I'm a pot. You know that. Um, what do you think about that? I have no special talent. I'm only passionately curious. Look, I love a humble person when they're very good at something, and I get that. But he... Uh, <laughs> you could be as curious as you want. Like, I could look at as many theories as I want, but I'm not going to know what E equals MC squared is. I'm just not... Einstein like there's certain things like you be as curious as you want but if your brain isn't uh, available or but I get what he's saying as well like you know a lot of people because they don't think they're talented don't ever get curious about things so you just gotta Mm -hmm. put a lot of things out there to figure out what maybe you're good at I guess is I agree um yeah I see what you're saying like we all have limitations in different fields. However, you would not be curious about equals MC square or the theory of relativity or finding out about like why gravity works or black holes or string theory. Like that stuff doesn't interest you probably interested him. And he was, he didn't do it against his will. He wasn't like, Oh, I got to complete this math course. And like, (laughs) was like, Oh, it's like, he was propelled in that direction because of curiosity. And I feel like that is, I, I do believe if you're a lucky person, which I get, I am so fucking lucky. I feel like I, when I hear about people winning the lottery, I feel like I definitely won the lottery in terms of just even making it to my mom's egg as a dad's sperm is like the luck of that. I learned last night in the nature doc that only one in a thousand baby turtles live to adulthood one in a thousand. So it's like all these baby turtles that are filming thousands of them and 60% get eaten by sharks. Another 30% don't even make it to the ocean because uh, they're picked over by stuff. And then one out of a thousand make it. But the odds of you being a human on earth at a time when you get to wear clothing and be in air conditioning and uh, be loved by parents and like have food whenever you want. Like we are so lucky to not only be born, but be born in this time in America where I'm a woman that can drive and have rights. And like, it's crazy. The statistics that led me to have the life I I've led, even if you were born in America into poverty, you still are. And as much as that would, would be so awful, you still are luckier than people that were born during the black plague in medieval times, like as a woman back then, you know, like there's, there's a lot of luck going into being born. My point is, I'm lucky enough to do something for a living that I was, I let my curiosity drive me to work. So many people work in jobs where they're like, I don't care anything about this. And there's loveliness about that too. Cause you can go home and, and leave it there a lot of times. Like if, if you work at Quiznos, you might not be passionate about toasted subs, but you can leave it and just go back the next day. Um, I, wish for everyone to find out whatever you're curious in and pursue it, even if you suck. But that's the hard thing. Like I happen to be naturally good at and curious about the same thing, comedy. However, I was, I was curious about acting and being on TV long before I discovered comedy. And I was bad, 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 bad at acting. 
bad at modeling, bad at, at doing anything that I thought was going to get me in front of the camera. So I had to keep trying things for years until I found the thing I was good at. Much like guitar, I am not naturally inclined to guitar or dancing or rhythm of any kind. But I am. <laughs> my curiosity got the best of me at the age of 36 and I picked up the fucking guitar. And guess what? I'm not so bad. This week I had a major breakthrough with guitar. Like I'm, I can be good. Yeah. And that's only because my curiosity drove me past the discomfort of being bad. And I do believe that's what talent is because I'm, I'm going to be talented at guitar. People are going to listen to me in a year and go, you're really good. And we might want to actually hear you perform live. And I might be, I'm going to, my goal is to be a, like to be able to do like Steve Martin with, with a banjo. Guitar. Like Steve yeah. Martin with a banjo. But not but not comedy songs. I want to do a pre-show no. before my shows in town at like a cafe where yeah. people, if they want to hear Taylor Swift covers, they can come see me solo. But like, I don't want anyone to go to that expecting I'll be comedic or better than a person who's yeah. been playing guitar for a year. But that's my goal. But Steve Martin isn't comedic with the banjo. He's like one of the best banjo players in the world. Oh, that's true. I went to go see him in his band yeah. perform. Yeah, yeah. He's very serious. That's what I'm saying. You I know, wasn't it's like saying- that Ted Lasso quote. When a guy's talking shit about himself and he goes, you know what, man? You talking bad about yourself? That's like Woody Allen playing the clarinet. I don't want to hear it. But you could say that's like Nikki Glaser playing guitar. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Or like, like me Martin saying a word. Or me like saying uh, the word uh, turbulence. Yeah. Or that's like uh, Andrew saying a word edgewise. Nikki doesn't want to hear it during the segment. <laughs> I know I've talked a lot this this podcast. No, My no. My ADD meds are kicking in. I think it's great. I think uh, I, I wait to respond, and I think that people probably don't want to hear me lisp. Um, no, that's not true at all. People love you, and I am aware that I talk a lot. Again, I am working on it, but it, it it's kind of who I am, and I'm sorry. And also, I would, I, that's that's what a podcast is. I, I was thinking about like what I was curious about about like when I was like if I've ever been like Let, really let's cur- bring into the final thought with this yeah, uh, what, yeah what were yeah. you curious about no I I you know it's funny because I guess you could figure out what you're curious about after the fact does that make sense like yeah later in life you're like oh I got here because I was curious back then but I didn't even realize it back then and I know we have a similar curiosity in this is like Every day I would I would listen to Howard Stern with my brother. We had an hour car ride from Stewart, Florida to Vero Beach, Florida. Every single day, listen to Howard. And I fucking loved it. Like it made me laugh and it made our time with my brother, especially during 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 uh, our parents' divorce. And it was like it wasn't easy when we were like that around that age. Yes. When he was like sixteen and I was like thirteen or fourteen. And dude, every morning we would laugh our fucking dick off at Howard. And now that I get to just fucking mumble and talk into a mic with someone that actually <laughs> has been on Howard Stern, who I respect so much comedically, who I love dearly, and I get to fucking do this every day, it, is, it really is remarkable. And I guess I am Einstein in a way for people that can't do math that good, but somehow still got to be a math professor at Harvard. And yeah, I'm so I mean, excited for it. So That is so nice, Andrew. And I do believe that like, I mean, I wouldn't be where I am without you either right now in my life. So it's like me meeting you and then recognizing instantly that this guy might be walking dogs for a living and might have a dirty coat and like might be extremely nervous when you met me. We got to tell the story of how we met. But when I first met you, you were like my dog walker. That I knew as a com- that was a comic. I didn't know anything about you comedically, literally nothing. Didn't know how long you'd been doing it. 
Um, but you were so open and honest with me the first time we met and we'll tell the story uh, on an upcoming episode, but I just knew instantly that this person had something special that I wanted to shine a light on because people need to see this. And that would probably lead me to being more that way, which is like brutally honest and uh, sharing something that you shouldn't share with someone right away, even though you did. And it, but like you, you, it took you many, many years to finally hone the thing that you're good at to find the thing that was going to make you get the attention you want that you always sought probably as a kid want to be on TV want to be famous like these things that are just like seeking love and adoration I'm speaking for myself but it took you until a couple years ago before you were able to create puddles and create like the kind of comedy you do and you still get shit for it like oh you're taking your shirt off and you're dancing you're what like is that even comedy and you know stand-ups will give you shit about that and it's like Yes, it is because um, you you've honed that. That's not you just throwing shit. It is you throwing shit against a wall and seeing what sticks. But you did that a lot before you did find out what sticks. And it just so happens to be dancing with your shirt off and, you know, making gross faces with your tongue and also saying hilarious things that uh, people don't understand how actually smart and funny you are and quick you are. It even took me a couple of years to realize it. But um, clearly anyone who listens to this podcast knows. <laughs> Wait, it took you a couple years? No, it, it took me a couple years to understand just <laughs> how, like, to actually, because you are so unintentionally funny, like, so much of the time where it, it seems like it, or or it seems unintentional. Like, it seems like you're making a joke that is just so, like, the thing before where you said the the light, right? The, yeah. The, uh, Running the, the that light. That was the last light, that was the last light he ever ran. I go to the traffic light thing. You were talking about the light from God, but I th that was already brilliant, the light from God, like getting the light from God. I was on the traffic light part, which was a different kind of brilliant, but it would never occur to me unless you said that first part. But you say things all the time that people can mistake as like, oh, he's just saying stuff. But your brain is actually working. You Your brain works very, very quickly and in a way that uh, most comedians would like work for so long to get your brain to work that way in joke form. You, however, just need to be in the right environment to have that come out. And it might not be a writer's room in front of a laptop. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. And I, uh, I, uh, yeah. Well, you're really blowing I, it now. I mean, I thought, no, you'd no, come no, in no. I'm just that was, kidding. that was a joke that I couldn't think of anything <laughs> that I got you again. That's how good you are. Maybe we in five go. years you'll get that. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that's swells. Hilarious. I think you said swells. Swells. Totally Swell. swells. Thanks for listening to the show today. What a lovely little podcast. Happy birthday, Noah. Everyone go wish Noah a, a happy birthday. You can follow yes. her at Noah Injection, N-O-A-I-N-J-E-C-T-I-O-N. She also has a podcast uh, separate from ours called The Metal Injection, and that is a heavy metal podcast that you can hear her on. And anything else, Noah? Please don't wish me a happy birthday. Everybody, what, send her a letter. You What's that? your address? Well, honestly, Noah is the... Let me just say before we go, Noah <laughs> oh. is... Um, really quick, Noah, just let me. It'll. I swear to God, I'm tamming myself for okay. one minute. Wait, I'm giving myself okay. one minute. Here we go. Hold on. Let me set my timer, and then we're going to go, and I'm not going to exceed it. One minute no. of how I feel about Noah. And just so... Th this is good for the, the listeners. And I want, I want 10 seconds. I want 10 seconds. Okay, you'll get end. 10 seconds. Okay, here we go. Okay. The minute starts now. I met Noah when I started at Sirius Radio. 
um, in January of 2018. I was given a four day a week show there called You Up. I was not given the choice of who my producer would be, even though normally I'm used to being able to meet with a bunch of people and deciding. They kind of just gave me this girl. My friend Roland had written me and said, Noah's amazing, but I didn't know Roland that well. And of course he's going to say anyone's amazing. I met Noah day one. I remember where we hugged in the lobby of Sirius. She was so kind, so nice, so cute. And she is just someone that I, again, lucky, lucky. I'm a little lucky turtle. <laughs> Uh, the, the, I, the, the, the fact that I got paired with her randomly and she ended up being someone who's not only my best friend and who has like lifted me up in times where I've really needed it emotionally like the other day when I called you when I'm crying you have the best instincts as a producer you are my you are my Baba Booey you are my um, uh, who's the guy that they always talk to on Regis and Kelly or uh, Kathy Lee and Regis Gelson you are my um, you're just the per Gelman, you are just like the best producer I could ever imagine having because you think of things that I don't even think of. Like I just wrote you that we should have a stinger that says like final thought and like you already have it. I just haven't listened that far in the episode because I like live these episodes so I don't have to listen to it. So you are always on top of things. You're better than me at the things that I need someone better than at and you support me on the things that I'm better at than you and you make me feel great about them and we have the best working relationship it is we have never had a fight we've had disagreements and we had a time between podcasts where we didn't know if we were ever going to work together again and I'd really made peace with that and then by the grace of God we got you um, brought on to this iHeart podcast experience but uh, you know thankfully from the people at iHeart which you know Everyone, when I was deciding, this is longer than a minute, when I was deciding whether or not to go do my own podcast or go with a podcast network, which was a lot of pressure to do your own, do your own so you own it all. Um, I chose iHeart because I wanted their support and they're huge and I really like the podcast that they put out and the people I'd met with were so nice, but they also honored every thing that I wanted for the podcast because they wanted it to be great and they were more sold on Noah than I was <laughs> after they met her and that's how amazing you are and if you enjoy the podcast you owe uh, some gratitude today just even in just by listening to this and smiling along with it to uh, my wonderful podcast producer who puts so much good out into the world and I hope you all are as lucky to have someone like her in your life and if you're not fucking DM her and see if she's available to like be your friend. And 10 seconds. Um, so, Noah, when we first met, um, I couldn't imagine my life without anyone else. Uh, you have inspired me. You listen all the time. Uh, you know, you're a great listener. And uh, I really... Is it 10 and seconds time up? is up. Yeah, yeah. yeah Thank I, you. I, mean, I put the timer, but it didn't go off. <laughs> Happy birthday, Noah. We love you. <laughs> I was uh, literally waiting for the timer. I know and, you were. And the cutoff. And it kept off. going. <laughs> yeah, it just kept it just going. Kept going. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, I'm seconds. about to... Yeah. Well, I covered yours more than enough. Okay, I love you, Noah. And that was my version of the card I would give <laughs> you later you. on today. But I love you so much. You will have a actual birthday gift in the mail or in your email at some point because you can just send that stuff now over email. Love you so much. See you all next week for another four days of shows which we will be doing remotely at least until uh, one week from now I'll be back in St. Louis and we'll be live but until then I'm in Grand Cayman if you're out here and you're a fan hit me up in the DMs and maybe I'll come hang out with you because I need friends but otherwise don't kill me and don't try to find out where I am I feel safe and I'm fine on my own okay okay <laughs> have a great weekend besties yeah you too love you guys wait I said besties but you are a bestie but I was wishing it to the fans. Oh, oh. 
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 